this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Want to hear your favorite funny people paired with wine? Want to just hear them whine about something? Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy. Drew Drogi. Brian Safi. Charlie Tanners and Camille Knox. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Melanie Linsky. They all told us their wines. And we told them about wine. It's totally boozy study hall. So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. That's The Wine Situation. Wine, wine with, with an H. H. Cheers! I'm Joey, and I love wrestling. I'm Nick, and I love wrestling. And I'm Shane, and I love wrestling. I'm Steven, and I'm bored by wrestling. You Should Love Wrestling is a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. You should love wrestling, WWE, cause I love wrestling. A lot of loving from me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick, and Steven, but Steven ain't wrestling. Gotta make him a believer. I'm all hoping out. I love Rick Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. So tune in every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes. You may have seen today's guest in the film Rock of Ages or in ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live. He also hosts the hopefully Chris Pratt and Shane Hartline show at the iOS Theater in Los Angeles. And I believe he trained to wrestle at FXC Wrestling Academy in Florida. He's a hilarious performer, Shane Hartline. Shane, how's it going? Hey, Welcome. It's going good, guys. Thanks <laughs> the, for having me here. Yeah. The nice thing about you believing that, Joey, is he's sitting right here and we can ask him. <laughs> yeah, so wait, did you try to be a wrestler <laughs> which, in which one of these do you want to verify? Uh, you went to wrestling school. I did go to wrestling cool. school. And I, how did you find that out? It was on your website. Is it? Is it on it's my on website? It's on your website. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. What assistants do everything for yeah you. <laughs> uh, no uh yeah i went to wrestling school um that was uh past past life that was uh <laughs> it was in man it was crazy uh you know i grew up that's all i wanted to do for a yeah. period of time and and then you know things like youtube came along and it just kind of ch- changed my interest <laughs> i still love wrestling i love it just just the same i just kind of look at it differently now that i was kind of deep into it at one point where is the fxe academy at it's not existent anymore but it was like downtown orlando there they rented you know those like uh, i forgot what the you don't know i don't know what to call them it's they just rented this almost like a not a storage room but like a warehouse a warehouse or something and then just it was enough room for just a ring basically (laughs) so it's literally the ropes if you bounce off the ropes you just hit a wall pretty much Mm -hmm. yeah they rented this this little space, and it was, you remember the wrestler Matt Bentley, Michael Shane? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, was, yeah. It was his little place. Oh, sweet. Uh, oh, wow. And, and what was cool is um, this was before the the Dudleys opened like <clears throat> their school, and, and they would stop by, and Jamie, uh, Jamie Noble, uh, basically any wrestlers that just were in the yeah. Orlando, Orlando area at the time, they would stop by the school and work out with us. So it was a... Uh, it was a good opportunity, you know, for us to work with these people. And this was before the Dudleys had their school and they would come and beat the shit out of us all the time. Was it just well, called so the Dudleys school? I didn't know they had one. The Dudleys do have a school. It's a 3D wrestling academy. Oh, that's cool. Now. Yeah. Okay. So I guess how, how far along did you get? Did you have independent matches? Absolutely. Did so you I hurt s- people? 
Yeah, I did a couple times. <laughs> oh, completely un- no, completely unintentionally. There, real stiff uh, worker. Uh, I didn't try to be. It was just you know slip ups happen, and and yeah, I started training when I was like fifteen, and by seventeen, mm-hmm. I started doing independent shows. Wow, uh, nice. I actually had uh, some cool matches. I once I wrestled Larry Zabisco, which was what? pretty what? fucking cool. Can I cast? Oh, go for okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go. Uh, that was pretty for it. Fucking cool. It was oh, fucking rad. La- what is the name? Oh, is that Larry, Living Legends, Larry, Larry Zabisco? Zabisco. Okay. Larry Zabisco. He feuded with uh, Bruno Sammartino, mm-hmm. I believe, in like mm-hmm. the 70s. He's definitely, mm-hmm. his nickname's The Living Legend. He's a Living WWE Legend. Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. He was a cool. commentator in WCW for a while in the in the in in our lifetime. Oh. That's all right. Next week, Steven will be like, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, <laughs> I swear to Christ, I was going to say, Steven next week to be like, what's that guy's name? Jerry Nabisco? And you just Jerry did Nabisco. it. Jerry yeah. Nabisco. Uh, it was Jerry uh, Nabisco. Were, were you cracker. Uh, were you face? Were you heel? What was your? I was face. Okay. I was. What was your gimmick? Uh, oh, I, was I was Rip Malibu. I was a surfer. Rip Malibu. Rip Malibu. Rip Malibu. So my finishing move i would i would body slam someone i would surf and then i would stand and surf on them and mm-hmm. then jump off and drop an elbow. Uh, Whoa. Uh, i thought you were gonna say maybe you're like if you were a heel you, your name could have been like like shane flatline could have been oh, yeah, it's, not, like a bad idea. Flat it's not a bad idea right the flatline uh, and you're you're a wrestling doctor <laughs> <laughs> uh shane sounded very like not amused by that it's like yeah i guess it could have been yeah well you, uh, you, I would have, you have to live with your name i get it i, I get dumb puns <laughs> on my so, name all the time too that's life uh, but you know uh, it's new to me a uh, friend of the show uh matt mazani um he also mm-hmm. was a professional wrestler in alaska yeah his i forget his wrestling name but his uh finisher was called the hawaiian crush matt mm-hmm. the pretty boy floyd yeah it's matt the pretty boy floyd have I'll you guys so guys talked about being a tag team you know, I didn't know he did this until I just got. Like, we were speaking about this before the podcast. I had no idea he was a wrestler too. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta talk to him about it. I we mean, need it, to start yeah. an ind- uh, improv wrestling company. I within feel the like scene. it's you coming. At least have one show. We gotta <laughs> okay. have like one show in Iowa where we put up like a, <laughs> okay. a ring that just takes the whole floor up. Yeah, that'd be okay. Fun. I'd I love that. I'm gonna. Uh, this is a hard ask. Uh, we haven't announced this previously. We're actually having a lot. We're going to start doing this podcast live once a month at the Pack Theater in Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Wait, thank would, you. Uh, it's going to be fun. Would you wrestle Matt Mazzani at our first podcast? <laughs> yes. All right. It's happening. 100%. That's, yeah. that's going to be great for high the audio. Five. Five. <laughs> not high-fiving Steven. <laughs> that's fine. I did not high-five Steven. Well, Steve. this is great for audio. Oh, my God. They're doing triple moonsault. <laughs> <laughs> Off of three ladders. Oh, There's yeah. so much blood. It's incredible. <laughs> if you could only see this, you'd think it's amazing. So uh, <laughs> what original got you into wrestling uh it was definitely a mixture of, of many things um uh, my dad actually was into it in the 80s like he didn't get mm. as deep he d- deep into it as as i did but he trained slightly and he actually like cross paths with dusty and he was wow. in the florida wrestling scene which was a wow. pretty big scene back in sure back then. yeah so i grew up watching it with him and then and then you know what really like got me into it's just it, it, and i came to find out why I was completely into it was just the theatrics of it, like the the storytelling more than the wrestling. Like I've always just loved the characters and the stories and the and uh, and 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 that type of thing. Okay, so you're saying your dad uh, was in the Florida wrestling scene? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I grew up. I grew up really just. Watching it with him, and I was, you know, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and these guys were like real life comic book characters to me. And, yeah. Right, and and you know, I was always for me, it was, it was acting and wrestling, and to me, like I got to well, the reason I got into, it, I was like, man, I get to do both. If I get into wrestling, I get to, you know, I get to wrestle and yeah. be a crazy character. It yep. sounds perfect, but when I yeah. got into wrestling, it was, 
you know, I there was just, there's just a lot more than go that goes into it. Uh, a lot of behind the scenes like bullshit that really just started like <laughs> chopping away at my tree of interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And um, I got to a point one day where, you know, like it was YouTube started coming along and like it was easier for me to just like be funny and put it out there and get right. interest without yeah, so having to, to like bumps. kill myself right. and get yeah. injured or hurt someone else. And, and so I just said one, one day it was like after training and I, I just like, you know, I'm not into this anymore. You're hurting that day. Um, yeah. I, I, well, I remember it was a day where I had a bad match and I was just like, man, I'm over it. How like, old were you around that time? Uh, you know? I was 19 when I started. Wow. <laughs> yeah. To be over it some or anything at 19. Dude, like, dude right? I'm fucking over this. All right. Yeah. And that's what's sad about it is like I did put a lot into it for several years, starting at a very young age. But that might have been what, mm. you know, for me personally, everybody's different. But for me personally, maybe I shouldn't have started so young. Maybe I should have like waited a little bit. I don't sure, know. But, but I think I've gone down the path I was supposed to. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I picked up some fun uh, traits because of wrestling. Like, you know, I Absolutely. look at it as like I can do some stage combat and like that's fair. Mm-hmm. That you you know, how to, like you can bump and not yeah. like you can do pratfalls. Jump and off of hurt. balconies at IO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and because there is so much weird crossover, yeah, they do lend themselves to each other in like very comedy and wrestling and like Absolutely. very weird. Weird well, kinetic ways to me is like the last form of theater in the round that like that thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people still come to see. Yeah. Is there anything else like that where like a hundred thousand people are coming to see like something in the middle of a um, a stadium other yeah. than like at other a performance, like perform- at a performance, other performance than level, you know right. what I mean? At a performance level. Yeah. I not even theater itself. No. Are there Steven? Like, we, this comes up like all I would the time. Love Steven would, still doesn't believe so. Well, I would just assume like, I mean, no, you're talking about like a theater experience. No, there are some bigger theaters, but that's obviously like, no, it doesn't draw the same crowd mm-hmm. in the same frequency. So yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's reasonable. Sure. Especially in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We mm-hmm. don't. We don't like anything other than loud people. <laughs> other, than, other than America. Yeah. Yeah, other than America. Hence yeah. USA chance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, wrestling. Um, yeah. Like to go back, I got into it because of mainly I was, I was kind of like into my introduced to, to it at a very young age. And I mm-hmm. just love the storytelling and the theatrics and the crazy characters and shit. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well that's, uh, cause that's what the, like, uh, the storytelling. Cause that's a controversy, I guess on the match that we're watching today. And I didn't know that. Yeah. The, the match yeah. we're watching is Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. And that, uh, you know, the, it has been argued by some of the veterans mm-hmm. that there wasn't a lot of story. Big uh, Van Vader, Vader yeah. you know, Van and, Vader who retweeted our show recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? That's right. That's awesome. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's a fan. Yeah. <laughs> so Vader, if you're listening fan. to this, uh, uh, I don't know. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> Big Van. Or not, I don't know. Right like, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Maybe we'll agree with you. He argued that there wasn't a lot of storytelling in this match. And I mean, and that's true. But I think that what's great about wrestling and going to like a really entertaining wrestling show is like you can ha- like I always go back to like uh, the Monday Night Wars and the Nitro like uh, days. And that was the time. Yep. And, and, you know, that's not some people's favorite period of wrestling. But for me, that was my favorite period. And I think it was because at the at the time I would get a little bit of everything. And, and, yep. then, and then there would be a reason I would want to be watching throughout the whole show. Like I'd get the cruiserweight matches, but I'm also looking forward to seeing Sting at some point. Yeah. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. like they made me want to watch it. And this type of match was a part of that, like a part of that puzzle. Like I do, I think that it 
that you can have a whole show on a of just that a, of just that on like a WWE level. No, no. of course well, not. Yeah. Of, course of course not. not. But I think that something like this could fit into a puzzle like on that level. Absolutely. Well, let's get into yeah, the match. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little bit of background for Steven. Um, this match happened at uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's 20, uh, 23rd Best of the Super Juniors Tournament. It took place literally like two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, um, May 27th. And it's probably become one of the most divisive pro wrestling matches in recent memory. Uh, like insane gymnast- gymnastic level offense, Vader calling it blatant acrobatics with no story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also being praised yeah. by the likes of William Regal and Steve Austin. Yeah, really. Like it's sort of the majority of wrestlers love it, but like a few kind of old timers are coming out and saying like, you know, like, Oh, this isn't wrestling. This doesn't look real. This doesn't look authentic. Uh, right. I mean, you can't, you can't not watch this match and, and say like, that was, you can't not say that it was impressive. Like th- yeah. this is, yeah. it's, it's well, real life superheroes, you know, like, Oh, totally. These guys are flying around. Listen, I might not be a wrestling fan, but, uh, in fact, I may hate it. And I may say that at the beginning of every show, I feel a compliment coming, but, uh, I what? will say that what? this is you guys are so eager for me to like it. And, uh, I, and what I'm going to say is not even close to a compliment. But uh, it's I think it's with anything wrestling or any other medium. It's like there's a wide variety of things that can go into it. And people trying to like I think like going like, oh, there's only this one version of it. Like there's no storytelling. It's like, well. Yeah, they're doing another thing that's an aspect of it. And sure, it's not like the big storytelling WWE style or whatever, but it's just another style. It's an aspect of it, and it's just as good and enjoyable as anything else, right? What a compliment. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. There are, are like, a lot of different styles of wrestling. This is, like Shane mentioned, kind of more of a classic WCW cruiserweight style match, but, Mm. like, on steroids. Mm. Right. Little guys guys flipping around. Right. And, um... Like there's also hardcore matches where there's like blood and guts and weapon mm-hmm. shots. Yep. There's there's ones with sex dolls. Yeah, yeah. There's well, there's like comedy <laughs> matches. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were talking I mean, about like, the Yoshka match we saw a few episodes ago. Even before we get into it, just like I agree, like to say that this doesn't have a place anywhere on any card mm. in any show in this sport is fucking ludicrous. Like every match, and I don't can't care be, who's saying it. Like every match can't even be Vader, Hansen, or it. like yeah. uh, the Shibata Ishi match from like the last uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like right. Like every match can't be just two dudes hurting each other. No. Yeah. Like it's great to have a match like this. That's just like gymnast level acrobatics, but also combat. And I think this is the type. This is the type of match that I think is going to get people back into wrestling or new totally. new eyes. Like, because when somebody sees this, like anybody, a wrestling fan, non-wrestling fan, they can't be like slightly impressed. Reading right. various articles and tweets and things and like recaps and message boards and all this kind of shit that I had been seeing about this, this match for the last couple of weeks. I had seen more comments about people saying that they had either shown it to like casual or almost non-fans or like fans who had gotten out of it and I'd seen like tweets and comments from other people who had kind of like only maybe tangentially been following wrestling or again got out of it or something Mm. I had seen this match create more interest than just about anything in the last couple of years really like Mm -hmm. like non-wrestling fans I saw like a lot of good last reactions the last moment the match or moment I can remember that did something similar was Punk and Cena. Uh, absolutely. That's fair. That is fair. And it's cool to see it in like a non WWE or mm-hmm. Punk versus Cena or like the Joey Ryan Dick Crab. Sure. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's just like we're in a, we're in a, 
we're in a period of wrestling. Like what can be done differently or what's, what can be done that's different? You right. Know? Like, and, I think uh, it's a lot more relatable these days too, because guys look like this now. Yes. Uh, they yes. look like punk. They look like Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. They look like Ricochet and Osprey and all these, like these kind of, you know, like junior heavyweight cruiserweight kind of sort of normal guys. And I think that makes it a little more relatable when you're not, Again, every type, body type, size person has their mm-hmm. place, but it, it's different when not everybody's just hulked the fuck out all the time. Wait, I, these guys aren't hulked the fuck out? Well, they're, they're in great certainly shape. fucking ripped, <laughs> but they're not like if you compare them to like the big show or like me, for example, who's a seven foot metal monster. <laughs> Ricochet uh, like, is like stupid fit. I mean, like I wish yeah, I looked yeah. like that they're shit. fit, but they're not like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, okay. Put John I Cena mean, next to him. Yeah. Would I mean, be, yeah. you said that right as Ricochet He's starts doing like a titty dance. Sure, yeah. Titty flex thing. So we've, uh, I guess that we've, we've talked these guys up and we've talked this match up a lot. Yes. Uh, S- Steven. Yeah. Did you think that the acrobatics in this were impressive? How did you feel about this match? Yeah, and even just this opening segment, yeah, yeah. this opening sequence. Yeah, like of, these wrestlers. Of, the, also, uh, Ricochet is also Prince Puma and Lucha Underground. Who you have seen. So mm-hmm. you've seen him. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, like, watching this, yeah, we have uh, Osprey and Prince Puma. Uh, no. Ricochet. <laughs> Ricochet. I'm going to call him Prince Puma. I also did recognize the tattoos. Oh, so really? I was, like, yeah. I was like, there's something about these tattoos. Guy. I've seen these before. It's very, before. like, Puma-esque. It's very Puma. I didn't know, I didn't know it was Puma. Um, Here comes the superheroes oh yeah. Oh, yeah they're Let's doing this so yeah they're, they're doing, doing like can you guys describe this i don't know how to describe uh, what's happening they're doing insane uh crazy flips uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or as or as uh, uh to a reverse cartwheel uh hitting the ropes yeah blam double back they're like both spot. iron man See? what yeah. do you think about that steven okay yeah so like all critics call this flippy shit it yeah, is they call flippy it flippy shit. shit yeah i mean it is flippy shit i i see that it's impressive i totally agree there's uh a a huge degree of athleticism to it um there's also uh you know then again our it's just like a dance you know sure. like it's like it's choreography it's just like a dance i'm like i guess that's cool but like why is it cool or like how does it fit into what well, wrestling is i don't understand I never do fully you understand think it's wrestling. cool or, or, or no uh, or you don't know. No, I'm not. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like, if you showed me that, it like just uh, de- devoid well, of wrestling, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's. Kind I'm of sure impressive. that I'm sure that someone's approached you with this this argument. But ha- do you, are you into Marvel films or anything like that? Sure. Yeah. And you People know, have, going yeah. into it, like this is all pre. Yeah. You know, yeah. pre <laughs> what shot. It's not live. It's not live. Uh, (laughs) But it's all it's all, you know, pre choreographed. It's all special effects. Like to me, that's why I look at wrestling. I know going into it. None of this shit's real. Uh, And it's uh, like we're in a world where if you, you know, like you got to go into it, like looking at it like a Marvel movie or a a, a scripted television show. Mm -hmm. And I think people we haven't uh, a lot of people have not gotten Uh gotten past that, like, like. I mean, what I'm trying to say is we as wrestling fans, we fucking know that it's fake. Yeah, like, sure. We know these guys aren't going out there and beating the shit out of you. That's UFC. Like, and they and get yeah. that from UFC. And the opening of this match, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not saying it, it's not. It's definitely choreographed and some could argue. And, and that's fine to say it maybe to a fault. It is choreographed slightly to a fault in the in the first opening. Sure. Se- sure. You know, oh, the I opening agree. Segment. Uh, it's very choreographed. Yeah. But is it so fucking impressive mm-hmm. and, and, and acrobatic and, and athletic? Yes. Well, well let me let, yeah. I want I want you to answer my question. Um, why do you why do you view like uh, go into watching like a Marvel movie and, mm-hmm. and not critique it as hard as you might um, like uh, a crazy choreographed wrestling match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, uh, that's a good question. Here, uh, 
Like this is crazy choreographed, right? And they just did that whole thing we were talking sure. about where they're yeah, bouncing the off the ropes pose, yeah. and the, mm-hmm. the superhero moves or whatever. Well, okay, so in a Marvel movie, they will do that and they will fight. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Marvel in any movie has the advantage of being able to create cuts and effects and whatever. So they can make it look better and uh, more impressive. So that's sure. one why it's maybe a little bit better. But two, like they are not enough lens I'm not it's better. Yeah. I'm saying why, why do you not judge that and judge this okay yeah so yeah, uh, yeah this, my two my second sure, point sure. is more it uh is that they're they're doing it in service of the story of the fight and usually especially like big flippy shit in marvel movies there's a fight going on and you're like oh that's cool they do all this flippy shit in this one they're not even like touching each other for sure. half of it uh well, well, let me let me explain. Know. Let, let me explain this is why i think it's ludicrous to to criticize this match in the way mm-hmm. that some people have is because the the reason that these two guys are going up against each other in this this uh, uh, best of the super juniors tournament okay. is because uh, even though despite that they're both pretty young, uh, Ricochet has been wrestling for like let's say like twelve some years, and he's kind of the cocky veteran in this in yeah. this scenario. Osprey's been around for a couple of years, but they both have kind of similar stories, kind of similar uh, coming up. Uh, and similar move sets and styles yeah. too. So the point to to kick the match off like this is to show that like these guys are pretty evenly matched. Yeah, like they could do they could do anything. Who is going to win? They're yeah. so they're similar. And the fact that they start out the match like that is it's like God, we are so similar. Right. That that it, it creates the illusion of like who is going to do anything because they could just do this the whole match. No, they don't. Saying, but they're yeah. so evenly matched is why they started out like well, that. And within that. the story of the match, like they're not just doing cartwheels and flippy shit and like ninja rolls. Of course just, not. Just to be impressive. They're doing it to show that like they're equals and they're doing it. It's like a counter fest. It's like a guy's going for a head scissors and the guy cartwheels out of it. And then a right. guy like goes for like a monkey flip and the other guy jumps and flips over it. It's right. like it's not it's not it's it's a dance, but it's a dance to showcase that. They're countering each other. And the psychology of that is that by starting the match out like that, I'm giving you my usual best shit. I'm giving you my usual best shit. Oh, wait a minute. Both of our usual best shit is kind of kind of working so well together that like, yeah, then they stop the crowd cheers. And it's like, then you see it, the wheels turning in their head that I've got to do something different in this match. So now they're doing submissions and now they're doing other stuff. Right. Yeah, I guess that's cool. Uh, <laughs> did none of that come but out. Did you, did you get I, it? Did you understand it? I mean, yeah, I guess after explaining it, I understand that. Sure. Um, I uh, yeah, I, I you know, again, like I just, it's all it's all kind of the same thing. It's like this wrestling match that I don't, I don't care a ton about. It's impressive. <laughs> I, I like yeah. that flippy shit's impressive. It is. It really uh, is. Don't get me wrong. I all, and also I've I've said this before. And I'll say it again. I may just not be sophisticated enough of a wrestling fan to appreciate. It. I watch sure. all that shit and I'm like, okay, cool. They cool, flipped cool, around. Cool. Yeah. Like. Now what? Like I'm kind of waiting to care, and I and it's hard for me to get there. Yeah. You know what's also uh, what I, th- I find interesting about myself, and I'm sure some people, many I people, find everything about myself interesting. Right? Yeah, I really yeah. do. I can too. But no, a lot of people probably wouldn't agree with me on this. Like uh, I could uh, this match put it next to like um, me personally put it next to like Sting versus Hulk Hogan from Starcade '97. Yeah. I am way more into Sting Hogan because mm-hmm. you know that like. I think that there's, well, the year, two-year buildup and something like yeah, that. Yeah, not wrestling for a year. Yeah, yeah. Like the story behind that match, that's just nostalgically one of my favorite matches. Mm-hmm. I'd way, I'd be way more into watching like than something like this. But I, the reason I picked this as one of the matches is I think that this, this type of match, this match maybe in particular, is 
is a match that could change the business for the better. And like, uh, but like right. I said, you don't, you can't have a whole show of these matches, but no. this is the type of thing that's going to get new eyes on wrestling. Yeah. And, and this is what a, we need right now. And this is a piece of the evolutionary puzzle yep. Yep. for the sport. Yep. But uh, to go back to something okay. that Shane said a little bit ago, comparing wrestling to theater of the round, I think that's such a great comparison. And I guess Steven yeah. hearing that comparison, does that, influence you at all or does that help you kind of understand it no um no like i'll, I'll say this i'll say this is like you said earlier <laughs> like the audiences or whatever i think that's great like i could totally understand why especially as like a performer they probably fucking love it that'd mm-hmm. be great to go out to perform for you know this thousand or a hundred thousand people and have them all excited 1500 and, uh 1500 or whatever this is the camera that uh, was real cool was great yeah somebody has to clean up that camera i didn't like right that. there he goes as off a, and he starts cleaning it yeah, yeah, yeah. he's making his job hard uh so screw osprey on that one um but uh I guess I get so like I think it's to, it would be I get that there's like a communal fun element for the audience and for the performers there's probably nothing like that that's got to be electric the audience is super into this uh, do you remember a moment yeah. in your life where you're like fuck this what, well, was there a single moment where you're like I'm just signing out and there's a reason I'm <laughs> yeah. asking this no no it, it uh, honestly it's it was from like the very beginning like sure. I never I never liked it my my older stepbrother liked it yeah, we've I talked about it this. a little bit with them and I, I just I don't know I just didn't care I I think. Your stepbrother used to do some moves on you. He used to do moves. His stepbrother was Ric Flair, basically. Uh, Yeah, his stepbrother was Ric Flair. He would do figure figure fours to him. (laughs) Steven's 67 years old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I don't know. I I just, I was never into it. I I don't, I I can't tell you why I was never into it because it's been like my whole life. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough when Mm. you like everything gives everybody a feeling or an energy, you know, Mm. like and it's tough. Like for me personally, I hate Westerns and there is a whole world of people that love Western films. I think hockey is bullshit. See, I I can't (laughs) fucking watch a Western. And interesting. It it frustrates me. It's just something about it just gives me a weird (laughs) feeling. I don't even want to be near it. So. I get it. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to convince you by the end of the episode to like wrestling, yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that it's some deep rooted thing. Maybe yeah. that just it's a feeling or a uh, an early sign off that you had in With, your life. Yeah. If we got Ric Flair to formally apologize to you for your brother putting you in a figure four leg lock, yeah. would it make you love wrestling? Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> okay. We can never <laughs> do that for our numbers. I mean, if you can, <laughs> yeah, uh, if if can get Ric Flair, if you're out there, uh, yeah. you want to come on the podcast, be sure and tweet at us. Uh, figure four, Steven's heart. Yep. You know, it's it part- his ears just perked up because he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> the part of this, I mean, the thing I, I go back to a lot is like I just the, there's a lot of layers of artifice that I don't understand between the Artifice characters. Is Steven's favorite word to use when we're talking yeah, about yeah. Uh, the characters. It is a good uh, word, the, but I get what fighting. you mean when you say like, it. There's so much going on. There's so You guys talk about the layers of it that I'm just like, well, why? Like, why pretend to fight? Why not actually wrestle? Or, uh, why, you know, why do you pretend to be these weird characters? Not Why not just be a more normal thing? Or, like, why so heightened and insane character? Like, I just, there's so much going on that I'm like, why all of this? Well, like, why all I mean, of it this? It goes back to where wrestling came from. It was like yeah. a circus sideshow, yep. basically. Yeah. Like, it, And, you know, it was like an attraction that just over the years grew grew audiences and to, it became to what it is today. All the yeah. terminology is like borrowed from vaudeville and carny when, speak. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's all such, got such a goofy you yeah. know, dictionary of, of terms. Yeah. Yeah. To, to go to what you're talking about, and also I guess to talk about why like Lucha Underground is so great, mm-hmm. is um, wrestling matches when it was just two guys pin his shoulders to the mat for three minutes or mm-hmm. for, th- for a three count. Wrestling matches used to be like an hour, two hours long. They were very mm-hmm. boring, very long. It would be like just like long holds and locks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, I think it was like uh, George Hankenschmidt and Frank Gotch or something. It was like... 
uh, these two wrestlers in like 1903. Mm-hmm. Basically, like one of them had an injured shoulder mm-hmm. and he was the champion and he made a deal with the other wrestler of like, okay, uh, if you'll let me go 20 minutes, I'll let you beat me. But just like, I don't want it to be like, I didn't I, know this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, he basically was like, I want, like, you're going to beat me because I've got an injured shoulder. Is that uh-huh. gotch? I think. Yeah, it's, it's something gotch yeah. and something hackenspit. Yeah. And uh, so, like, they made a deal where the healthy guy was going to, de- was going, the, the injured guy was going to let the healthy guy win, yeah. but they were going to have like a 20 minute match beforehand right? just so that like the injured guy wasn't like seen as like a scrub or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, what actually happened is during the match, the healthy guy realized that he could beat the injured guy pretty easy. So he beat him in like five minutes. <laughs> so the uh, first ever professional wrestling worked match ended in like a double cross. <laughs> but um, but uh, that classic kind of, wrestling that, like, led to guys realizing that it's like okay, you can go and tour these carnivals and you can do these matches and you could really wrestle somebody in like the big top in front of 50 people for an hour and have it be really boring and not interesting. Or you could sort of like work with each other to put on a match that like is not as physically taxing and that like is more exciting for an audience to watch. Yeah, and then after that it just built to like storylines and characters Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And like I you know, it's sort of the the wrestling isn't real for the interests of kind of the editing of it, of making it interesting. And Lucha Underground is a place is a is a show that's like very stylized and very edited, and that's probably, I guess, like the next comedic heighten mm-hmm. of it. Um, and they've been like, faking it ever since. Yeah, but like that's sort of to, to answer your question of like why wrestling is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after, I guess, then after hearing all of it, I'm still just like, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh, oh man, it's, we, I, 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 I wish I could explain. Like, it, it'd be like to me say, like, you might as. And I guess this does happen in some sports, and that's a bad thing. But like, why not just rig professional sports matches too? Like, uh, I understand that it's easier, or like you could maybe put on a better show for that. Like, if you know, I went to a Dodgers game and every other hit was a home run for you know That'd the be whole game. Sweet. Like, that would be incredible, <laughs> and they could rig it. But that's not as you know. That's why. By the way, I just want to point out how many like great reversals and shit are in this match. Oh yeah, like we're, Ricochet we're... went into like a suplex, and Osprey countered it into like a fucking stunner. Mm-hmm. Like that's so. Oh. Yeah, great yeah. oh yeah. man yeah uh if you uh you're listening at home uh definitely like search this match out and watch it like, yeah it's very yeah. good i know we're going into like random wrestling history rants but this sure. match is and this, match, and this match isn't perfect it isn't perfect it's a lot of a lot of reversals a lot of insiguries a lot of some of the same stuff sometimes but it's not just a spot fest i still think that people being uh critical of this match are being overly critical well, i think yeah. ricochet said it best he made a tweet about it, it being an art yeah, wrestling, wrestling is an art, art. Yeah. and 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 it can be uh portrayed in many different ways you know yeah and, and this is the way that they painted their picture basically and it's it to me like you know when i wrestled i could have never done shit like this it wasn't the style of wrestling i mean i uh-huh. but right uh, maybe I eventually could have, but like, you know, I, that's not what I was into. Yep. Um, but you know, like there's a, like going back, there's a time and place for this in wrestling. And I think this is the type of thing where it would be rare to find somebody that wouldn't be like, I mean, that was pretty cool. I want to look into more of this shit. But doesn't, yeah. this, but doesn't this always happen like all the time too? And like, Various eras, like check, somebody. Like Ricochet oh, Ricochet just did like a seven forty. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. The, did he do a six thirty centon? Yeah, yeah six thirty. But yeah, yeah. every PWG show, you can see a match like this. Like yeah, totally. every match is pretty much this kind of thing. It is That's a lot fair. of this. Yeah, it is a lot of this. And PWG is a lot of fun, but I mean, you know, it's also not a sustainable thing. You can't, do, you know, it, it's a it's a federation and it's a, a small show thing. 
Sure, you could do it, but it can't be the every show of in the sport every single time. Yeah, I agree. Man. It can't be they from go every 120 every single match. Oh yeah. Yeah, great. they do. Yeah. They do. But um uh, so I guess yeah. something that uh Steven might not know the context of is this has created sort of a wrestling is art movement a little bit. It's something that we, I think we talked about in earlier episodes about what the definition <laughs> of art is. like you just smelled a bad uh, fart, hey, Steven. Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, what the what the definition uh, an earlier episode like we we got into a conversation of like me saying the wrestling is art and Steven yeah. saying no it's not. Yeah. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. um Ricochet now has a t-shirt that says wrestling is art based off of a tweet that he did. Sure. Um and it is just like, you know, it's described as like it's cool because this is probably one of the first matches where it's like wrestlers are describing it as like this is art, you right? Know? Well, I mean, someone sold a uh, a painting with nothing on it, a white canvas, yeah. saying that was mm-hmm. art. How I mean, and I made a lot of money that day. <laughs> you did, yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, how can you argue Nick. that? Like, so yeah, Stephen, like, Stephen, mm-hmm. how how is that art? But this isn't art. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, I don't know if that's art. But I guess it is. One hundred percent. But I guess it is. I guess I. Okay. So. If, fine uh i I could see that argument that uh blank painting is not art um i guess the reason i don't think of this as art uh is who fuck i got i can't believe that you're i wish i had known you were going to bring up this horrible art argument again because it's (laughs) It's called an argument thank you very much (laughs) uh i i guess it's just um uh it might be for lack of a better way of saying it, it's just so lowbrow that like it I don't know but if like, it counts but as like art. Low art exists. Sure. There's high art and there's low art. Yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you're wrong on that, but it's I there's think it's a billion just... comedies that are far lower brow art and way more bullshittier than this. Yeah, and I you know, and I, I I think you and I would both agree that a lot of stuff that you're talking about does not count as art. <laughs> like I thought you uh, <laughs> I, I really thought you were gonna say, and I think you and I can both agree, Nick, that everything that comes from you is d- definitely lowbrow garbage. <laughs> yeah. You do low bra- gr- bra- I garbage. I do a lot sure. of lowbrow garbage, yeah. to be fair. Uh, I love it. Yeah. He's also composed a couple symphonies. So <laughs> oh like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. You know, you, uh, you know like, I still well, like Arby's. Our 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 Adam Sandler Netflix movies, like nobody thinks of those as high art. And that's because they're so lowbrow sure. that like okay. art, they don't even think of them as art because it's like, well, it's just like trash. Like <laughs> right. I don't know. Like and to me and I and I don't think this is every wrestling and I, I, I can see the uh, the skill and the performance that it takes to go with it. It is impressive. Like, I, I won't deny that this is that uh, these guys are very uh, physically talented. They're actually doing real uh, work that I would. Yeah, you could, I could make that argument that this is art. This uh, is higher my, brow than a WWE main event sure. spectacle to any you. any fucking WWE like, yeah. you know, jumping off the cell or like. You know, shoving tacks into your forehead, like fuck you. That's not art. Go suck a dick. <laughs> okay, so you, went, so you, we haven't watched a lot of ECW yet. We haven't oh, watched we a single. It. We haven't watched a single ECW match, which is kind of that, crazy. That is something is that, that like is that thumbtack in the forehead. That's bullshit. extreme yeah. championship. Well, it's thumbtack okay. in the forehead, but there's also like. This match is sort of the natural progression of a feud uh, between a wrestler named Rob Van Dam and a wrestler named Jerry Lynn. Mm-hmm. Who, they, like, they would do kind of like the, the the fifteen years prior version of this, where there would be a lot mm-hmm. of flips and counters, and they would do like kind of a ninja pose after they would counter um, each yeah. other, and the audience would chant "This is awesome" or whatever. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, I mean. Do you think that this is higher art than <laughs> like Shane McMahon Undertaker or something? Sure, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 35 minutes for one spot. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's boring yeah. and painful and slow. Uh this is less of that for sure. Uh and yeah, like I said, like I I don't know, like to me here's here's part of why what I think like a lot of people talk about when you talk about that blank canvas and like that's not art. And I think that's fair. It's like there's no skill or talent that goes with that. Um 
But it's a statement. Sure, but the, who cares? Uh, <laughs> okay, I do. I would, you know what I mean? I would, like, I would say that, that, is, that a blank canvas is completely valid art. Yeah. You'd have, the statement means something to me. The statement. You, yeah. That means to, something to me. You'd have to have a – you know what? If that was a – I don't know. I don't know this piece of this blank canvas art. But uh, if that was just, an just artist Just imagine a blank has, canvas and you know it. Uh, if it was an artist who has a body of work of other stuff that like is you know great and makes statements, that's one thing. And there's a, you can say that there's a statement to it. However, if it's just like some fucking 16-year-old like, I'm an artist. Like, <laughs> I don't even do art and that's I, art. It's, it's like, it, fuck you. It there's was no damn skill, Daniel. No talent it was damn it. Daniel. But I, but I, but I get, okay, so, damn. <laughs> damn. Damn Daniel. Who made a painting. Uh, but okay, so if nothing it's, on well, that. If it's like a very talented, if it's, if Da Vinci did a like a blank canvas art piece, then you would look at that as, or if Da Vinci did it, or if a sixteen year old did it, both of the art pieces are a statement in cockiness. It's like mm-hmm. it's like Da Vinci's doing it because it's like I'm fucking Da Vinci. I don't and need I to can be, do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. And yep. A sixteen year old is like I'm just like Da Vinci. So like that's they're both guys we're getting real deep right now what we're trying anybody wants to hear what we're trying to say (laughs) what we're trying to say steven is donald trump is going to be our next president Uh, so get you uh, uh, if you want to do an episode where you talk about art that's fine but like we gotta stop yeah uh, (laughs) no keep talking about art forever uh okay so uh if you want to continue this art conversation uh be sure and give us a hashtag at uh hashtag be starting a new podcast yeah Yeah. uh, hashtag go trump go uh, yeah hashtag wrestling is art hashtag go trump go oh my god i don't want that at all uh, okay so the okay ma- wait the, I, the match yeah. ended uh will osprey won mm-hmm. yeah he, he went on to win the entire best of super mm-hmm. juniors tournament um yeah so, he did he uh, won interesting things about this match there wasn't really a storyline going into this match mm-hmm. there wasn't a blood feud there wasn't you know like ricochet didn't steal will osprey's girlfriend or something like that this was just a match between two guys who are similarly great the storyline was bragging rights really and that so and, and yeah. uh, what, what's interesting about the indie scene is you know, a lot of people, there's usually never a story going into a lot of indie matches, yeah. but people know yeah. these people's histories. A lot, a lot yep. of wrestling fans know their histories, and, yeah. and that creates almost a story without even having to yeah. have promos yes. and anything, and that's what you kind of have to depend upon in the indie scene. Yeah, well, and that's saw, fine. Well, if I saw, like, Necro Butcher versus Tommy Dreamer, it's like, oh, you know, two fucking, <laughs> yeah. ba- two oh fucking badass hardcore guys fighting. Great. Yeah, that'll like, be fun yeah. automatically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I actually have a question about this match Please. that we were watching it. Uh, there's a moment where uh, Osprey's in the corner getting chest slapped. Mm-hmm. It's around 11 minutes, and I think it's chest slapping, chest slapping, chest slapping, and he goes, ah! And the whole audience goes, right <laughs> after, as if they're mimicking him. Yeah. What is that? Are they joking? Uh, Are they, like, I think that's a Japanese thing. Yeah. They kind of tend to They mimic. do a call and answer. They do kind of, they tend to mimic like noises. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, I found that very fun. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I also like, love the just huge F-bomb he drops. Oh, yeah, Osprey. Like, you like, motherfucker. Like, yeah. It's like, pip, 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 motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. This fate, my oh, yeah, cheerio. Pip, pip, cheerio, motherfucker. Yeah. And he, ju- he jumped right off the rope. That's basically yeah. his catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we didn't mention it in the match. We had it on the background. There was a great spot, too, where uh, Osprey, somebody uh, somebody jumped off the top rope. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ricochet jumped off the top rope into a drop kick from Osprey. And I thought that was an amazing spot. There's a lot of good spots in this match. Some good spots. Uh, Here's here's one of my biggest criticisms. (laughs) Good spots. Here's one of my biggest criticisms Mm. with this match. And I will say and it's probably it could just be because Osprey's young uh, and also the Japanese crowd is very quiet and respectful and they turn the microphones on these fucking rings up mm-hmm. so loud mm-hmm. could you hear so many of the calls mm-hmm. it drove me insane that's yeah. one fucking criticism i have and it could be 
par- partially but, on, on his part. But man, those mics are up so loud and they're so quiet in that arena that it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to move. You grab my butt. I'm going to the rope. It's like, shut the fuck yeah. up, dude. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's like, I feel like that's a yeah. Japanese wrestling thing, specifically with English speaking wrestlers wrestling in Japanese rings. Um, if you look at uh, King of the Death match between Terry Funk and uh, Mick Foley from like, I don't know, 1995 or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can straight out hear like McFoley going like headbutt, yeah, headbutt. You know, mm-hmm. I think, and also the fact that there aren't commentators. I think that 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 probably know, yeah, sure. that's a lot. How, yeah. how did you feel about a match without commentators? Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't notice it because it's. I just I was like, oh, it's Japanese, or maybe I thought like maybe they just stripped it out. I didn't even think that like there should be commentary on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. but you were able to follow it and you read it. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as I can, I don't know enough about wrestling to follow it. Joey really. and I like go on these wonderfully it. long, like mm-hmm. explanations of like, oh, the commentary was so good. Love it. Love it. We go to Steven and he goes, I kind of didn't notice it. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. It, yeah. You tune yeah. it out sometimes. Yeah. If it's I, good commentary, you hear it. If mm-hmm. it's bad, you tune it out. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm yeah. I'm mostly just watching it going like, ah, one of these guys going to entertain me. I love it, Michael. I'm a monster. Well, I guess uh, let's go into sort of uh, like final thoughts on this match. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll rate it from one to five, like ninja flip poses. Can it? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know. What did you want to do? No, I wanted to do uh, a. Quiet women sitting in the front row with their purses and hands in their oh, laps. Oh, I like that. That's a I light like race. Five quiet women with no, in the front row with purses and hands in their laps. Classic. No, no, I'm going with that. Classic yeah. racist Stephen Pearlstein. <laughs> How's that racist? That's not racist. You're playing racist. Off of, uh, that's playing off of a uh, geographic trope. They're they, just nice they're, quiet they're, women. They were there. Oh, my God. You have to go back and watch this match. When they're, they when they're at the outside of the ring, yeah. there's a row of six of them, literally. Mm-hmm. They all have a purse in their lap, and they all have their hands on their purses. Yeah. I was like, what is? Okay, so yeah, one to five quiet women with purses. Yeah, <laughs> I wish my wife would take note. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so uh, Nick, I uh, love you. Start. Well, I will say, uh, Steve Austin gave this match a ten out of ten. He said, "Oh, oh yeah, shit. yeah." Um, so we don't, kid. We don't <laughs> rate out of ten, though. Uh, what's that? We don't rate out of ten. We rate out of five. I don't know what numbers are. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to add or yeah. do anything. And since Steve Austin is a special surprise guest on this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God, kid. <laughs> See, Joey, I just want you to know, you've done this like twice now where you're like, oh, here's a surprise guest. And then you actually open the door or like open it. And it's like, nobody can see that, man. Like, that's such yeah. a, it's yeah, such man. a, it's a bit for almost no. Guys, bring in the cameras. Bring in the cameras. Yeah, you guys can see it. Maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin brought a camera with him. Yeah, a camera of the mind. Steven, I'm going to go with, let's see. Uh, I love this match. I really do. I, th- I think it's important for the evolution of the sport. I mm-hmm. think it's, like I said, I don't think it's perfect. I don't think every match should be like this, as, as Shane said, but it has it has its spot on the card and in the sport and in any show. And if you think that this isn't some kind of evolution of mm-hmm. the art of wrestling, you're a f- you're fucking wrong. You're uh, so fucking wrong. Vader's coming. I love Vader. <laughs> he could beat the living tits out of me, but he's but he's wrong. On this. <laughs> but he's fucking wrong. Yeah. Uh, I give this match. I really, really think this match is good. I think it's very important to get people back into the sport if they haven't been. It's not perfect, but I think for what it is, I'm giving this a. I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four point four out of five. I know. So uh, of, <laughs> of, of of nice. Uh, quiet lady like sitting in the front row. So it's basically like well, four quiet Japanese women and then one bloody stump of a quiet woman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly think like wrestling match, this is like a three point something or a four or a four. But for everything that it's also important of, it, mm. it raises it up. I'm going to say oh, four point yes. four. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm a similar boat where it's like as a wrestling match, you know, like it is it is lacking story. And um, there are, I guess, like moments of no selling or whatever. Oh, yeah. But, the selling isn't the best. But like. 
so I'd give it as a match that's entertaining to watch, probably like a four. Hmm. But as far as like, it really does feel like just an evolution of like style of the business. And like, it feels like a good WCW cruiserweight match on steroids. Like yeah. this is, this is uh Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, but faster. Mm-hmm. And there's something like really cool about that. And it is, you know, it's just something different. It's not, it's two, exciting. It's not two like seven foot seven foot hosses just like slowly punching each other for five right. minutes yeah. until they get tired. Every yeah, match can't exhausting. be that. So for being just like something different and something fresh, and for like getting such uh, attention, I would, I'd give this five quiet quiet women with purses. Well, you're going five out of five. I'm going five out of five. Wow, wow. we got a uh, nine point four out yeah, of Shane, ten what so do you far. Think? You know, um, to go back to the story aspect, that there's not a lot of story in this. It's 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 right. it's impossible to have a story behind every single match when there's wrestling on Monday nights. There's wrestling on Thursday nights, you know, like mm-hmm. so it's impossible to have a story behind every match, but what this match does and we we spoke about earlier is like you know these guys or most people that are wrestling fans know these guys or you know if there's a random Dolph Ziggler versus whoever match on Raw, you know who Dolph Ziggler is and you know who these guys are. So you have to go into mm-hmm. this match Knowing who these guys are, where they came from and their history, and that's all that we had going into this because it didn't have, you know, a, a bigger story. I'm going to give it a four out, four out of five. Okay. It's four you know? quiet. Four quiet women with purses. Four quiet, and, yeah, uh, and the only thing that would have made it uh, five out of five for me is if I, there was a bigger story going into it but you know like like i said so you can't have that for every single match sure. if, yep. if ricochet secretly stole will osprey's wife and the match was oh. for, and the winner of the match got it's to be married yeah. yeah ricochet flat out is five. never gonna put on a bad match oh no matter great. what he yeah, does yeah. Oh, man. that guy's yeah. too good yeah. Uh, yeah we are sitting at i think a 13.4 out of 15 yeah, a very that good score great. so steven, good. steven what do you think so, yeah um i'm impressed by this match the physicality of it all, all the flippy shit uh the superhero poses like that's that's cool i i see how that's hard and impressive uh and if i like if i was walking on the third street promenade and there's dude, dudes doing that i'd throw a couple bucks in their hat because like come on that's cool mm-hmm. also they do shit like this at the third street promenade um sure. uh you know yeah they're they're impressive like they uh there's stuff i feel like i hadn't seen like osprey did like a sub-zero like slide thing like mm. I, I was like oh i've never seen anything quite like that before um so i don't know i was wait I was, until you see glacier <laughs> is that a real thing? <laughs> oh, I yeah. love Glacier. Right, yeah. right, for, what, right. For the couple weeks right, he was on TV. Right, yep. Shane and Just Nick. the entrance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a, it might have been a sweet reference. I have no clue. It's not. Uh, that's a real sweet reference. <laughs> basically, God, a wrestler sweet. in the mid-90s who was basically Sub-Zero. Literally oh, really? Sub-Zero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I would watch. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty dumb. So after, I mean, so for all the physicality, that's great. Uh, at the end of the day, it was hard for me to care. Maybe if, with, if there was a better, if there was a story to it, maybe I would have cared more. Um. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's Ricochet's still car keys on a pole. Yeah, <laughs> if they'd done yeah. that, that's really exciting. But I think, uh, I think <laughs> so that dumb. ends it to, for me. It's going to be uh, three quiet women sitting oh, with their hands and purses in their lap. That's actually a pretty good score. That's for you. the I mean, highest three good. you've ever given it a match, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you got to stop doing that joke. I think you repeated that like <laughs> yeah, four we'll times. Keep doing it every episode. <laughs> um. Uh. So wow. We're, uh. That's a sixteen point four out of twenty. Yeah. That's a pretty good score. That's pretty fucking good. So definitely check out this match. We have the links on our wow. website. Yeah. What I guess, do you see Vader's point as far as like this being like, you know, this be like, did, did the, did the flips take you out of it? No, I mean, no, like there are, there are over, maybe overly showy in a way, like they uh, don't contribute to the story or the wrestling of it, I think. But um, for, whatever you know, you give, yeah. for whatever you give or don't give a shit about wrestling yeah. with of 
Yeah. You do think that this has its place, right? Sure, yeah. It's yeah. impressive. It's cool. I get, I get it. Yeah. I like, think it sounds like you'd rather watch this than a lot of other shit. Yeah, so. sure. Yeah, would you... You'd rather watch this than, like, a Yoshiko match or something. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It'll be interesting anyway. to see if any of these guys uh, get in with the... Um, Cruiserweight uh, cru- tournament, cruiserweight classic. Yeah, like, uh, is it Ricochet, Ricochet already signed on? I think I heard that he's locked up in like a Lucha Underground contract. Uh, but no. see, but then I've but heard. Like, I've, but I think knows? Will Osprey isn't. So like, I've heard, I, yeah, I've heard they both are. Uh, Will's, yeah, that'd be great. Oh yeah, like if they if they just do this match, oh, in yeah. the cruiserweight yeah. classic. Jesus. Because I keep hearing, be because nuts. I keep hearing the same thing. It's like, oh, he he'll never be able to do it because of Lucha Underground. Uh, contracts until after season three. Then I keep seeing stories where it's like he's already signed on. So it's like, who knows who's putting these stories like, I out there? I think wanna they want to. They, they, like, they want to get Ricochet. Yeah. Who would for sure? Like Ricochet's Titus. Or he's a uh, yeah. It's uh, not Titus O'Neil. He's uh, uh, Uha Nation. He's a uh, oh uh, Apollo Cruz. Yeah, Apollo Cruz. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Apollo Cruz's roommate. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah in Florida, they live together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's so cool. They, Triple H just got to get Apollo Cruz's roommate in there. Yeah, they got a lot. Right? They got a lot of good guys. Though. Like I, I think Zack Saber is rumored to confirm. Zack Saber, Zack Saber is confirmed. And you got like uh, Champa and Gargano. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Got, I mean, that's be gonna so be cool. a good fucking series. How is, mm-hmm. how is Ricochet on the mic? Um, I haven't really heard him I very much either. on the mic, but I hear yeah. I hear that he's like serviceable. Okay, because yeah. he he seems so good that like and I don't he's know, gotta like, suck somewhere. He's, well, like, no. he's like AJ Styles. Like, look, yeah. if he sucks on the mic, I'll forgive all sure, of it. Sure. It's not that even AJ's the worst. It's he's not great. But, but it's my like, point put is on that, great matches. I don't care. My point is that if he is good on the mic and he's as talented as he is, he could be like I think maybe like a really big wrestler. Like, yeah, sure. that's better yeah. than most. He of really them, could. Right? And yeah, that makes me want to go look it up because yeah, that would be if if. If he's not good on the mic, that's the only thing holding him back. I think yeah. he's only like 28 or something, too, which yeah. is like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? But yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Nick so, is 49. Uh, <laughs> but promos are I mean, that's a huge part of it. it. Almost sometimes more than wrestling. Like yeah. being able to to, uh, to talk is uh, huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll look at like Enzo Amore as an example oh. of like he he's gotten pretty good, uh-huh. but he even when he only had one move, he was still one of my favorite guys. Oh, he's larger than yeah. life. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's got and he has improved a lot. Like he's he's a good, solid wrestler, mm-hmm. but he's on another fucking planet in another oh, stratosphere, in another universe and another solar system mm-hmm. on the fucking microphone. Mm-hmm. Speaking of another solar system, um, another video that we showed Stephen uh, for uh, today's episode is uh, two of WCW's paid for by the NWO video promos. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Let's new, cut to. Uh, yeah. The, the New World Order consists of. Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. They were a groundbreaking group of heels set to take over world championship wrestling in the Mm mid-90s. They were painted as outsiders, and their interview promos were set up to look like paid commercial um, ad time to great effect. Uh, Yeah, here's a clip from their debut promo. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Yeah, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. People are wondering who's going to be next. Don't call us, we'll call you. Yeah, it's invitation only there, chicos. Well, you talk about the money. You talk about beating people up. Well, it's a new world order, and I hope it's okay, because there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. Power, fame, money, and now our own corporation. 
And uh, I guess, Stephen, what did you think about that? Paul Sh- Shane, suge- Shane actually suggested this. Why yeah. did you? Uh, yeah. yeah, let's hear it. You know why? I This was the period of time, I think, that uh, that wrestling really hooked me 100%. There is nothing that, like, brings me, like, the nostalgic feels than, like, NWO yeah. period <laughs> of wrestling. And I think it was because when I was a kid, like, I would argue with kids at school that, like, Okay, yeah, all that stuff may have been fake before, but this is real. Yeah, these guys are these guys are really invading. When the outsiders came in, oh man, we got our first dose of like what kind of current reality era sort of absolutely. And there was nobody cooler to me than those guys. Like I, I had a group of my friends. We'd always wear NWO shirts to school. Like you're wearing a Wolfpack shirt by the way for for the show today. I wore a Wolfpack shirt and like. Yeah, there was just not nothing cooler at the time, and it just felt it was cool to be a wrestling fan then. Mm-hmm. It was so cool to be a wrestling fan. Well, yes, to, to set it up yeah. for Stephen, um, so uh, the NWO, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, they were two main eventers in the WWF. Mm-hmm. They just started showing up on WCW programming, unannounced, like, unannounced, coming yeah. through the audience. Their contracts so, were coming yeah. up. They they yeah. were they were uh, getting one of yeah, those yeah. which we've talked about b- bajillion dollar they, ironclad they, they, Ted Turner contract. They would say things on the microphone like, "You know who we are, but you don't know why we're here," and like they were very vague about like we're just we're not. We don't work for WCW. We're just invading. And they totally did. They were under contract. Right. They were coming to the company. This but, but people, we didn't have the internet. So we didn't. Yeah, yeah. That's so we, it. This was a time where the internet wasn't a big yeah. thing. So these guys would walk through the audience and get in the ring. And we had no idea that this was coming. And <laughs> yeah. it was like, wait, they were just on the WWE Yeah, they were on Raw show. tonight. Like, yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> or last what week the or whatever. Hell? So it like... Something like that, I don't know that it would ever work again mm-hmm. like it did then, but that's, I think, yeah. why it was so big. Yeah, and then um, they had, a, I believe it was like a, there was going to be a six-man tag match between Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and a mystery partner mm-hmm. versus Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, and Sting, I believe. Mm-hmm. They didn't announce who their mystery partner was, so uh, they came out, Hulk Hogan, Sting, and uh, Macho Man came out. And then uh, no, it was it was Macho Sting Lex Luger. Yeah, Macho, Le- Macho Le- Sting Lex Luger. Lex Luger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Hulk, third man. Hulk Hogan runs out. You think he's gonna gonna side with Sting, uh, Lex Luger, and Macho Man? Who he, yeah. he turns and knocks out all the faces and joins the NWO. This yeah. is the first time Hogan ever turned heel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, the first time, the first time. I mean, he was and he, he was, was heel when he was like Terry Boulder. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was I'm talking the Hulk Hogan, face of the WWF. So you thought that this was a huge plan all along, like all these, like yeah, you know, it's like, oh my God, this has been this has been in the works, like right, yeah, you know, like these guys are coming to take over. Like Hogan like, had been like, in WCW for a year or two that point but he yeah. was primarily like the king of the wwf and he was still even by me right. like, viewed as a wwf guy at that yeah point. yeah huh so that's the, the short version of that's how the nwo started okay cool. so let's uh, go to these promos what <laughs> yeah, is, yeah so what let's, did you think? let's hear how much you hated these promos <laughs> well yeah, yeah. i mean come on they're bad though right <laughs> like, let's start like sure. that that ter- like just start they have like that terrible like 90s aesthetic where they're just sure. pointing at like fucking set lights and shit like nothing's really framed well <laughs> it's black and white look they're overlaying images look. for no fucking reason like what look, is man this? look man the nwo paid for this hulk hogan filmed this so, and he's yeah, not a cameraman yeah so i didn't realize that 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 makes 
sense because I was like, how is this a six minute commercial? Like, who has that much money? Hulk for Hogan, the man. worst Hulk Hogan ad has that much. That money. was There's the whole thing is they been. would mm-hmm. they would purchase TV time to, to yeah. put on whatever they would want they'd want yeah. to. And I and I picked this knowing that like this isn't the best shit ever, but to me, no, it is. I I love it. Like just because it's like it hits me, man. It hits me right where the the nostalgic feels. It, it's what, super yeah. cheesy. Like, it painted them as like cool, especially if oh, you think God. about cool. This, well, you think about this is the mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, bad camera Dude, back effects. Then it was cool. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah was. Like, it was like people that were out of focus, badly framed shots. Those were all the coolest things in the nineties. Watch yeah. Pulp Fiction, you'll see. Uh, we've talked whoa. about and we've talked about before, like Monday Night Wars era, Attitude era, WCW head to head. It was kind of when I was starting to get into it, in like the mid nineties, mm-hmm. like really starting to get into it. And I didn't particularly. I really was not much of a WCW fan. Okay. I didn't really yeah. care. But I did like the NWO. I mean, everybody kind of thought the NWO was pretty cool, whether you even wanted to admit it or not. Yeah. At least the, yeah. the, the first incarnation mm-hmm. of when it all started. Mm-hmm. When, uh, That's interesting. This is, this is what's okay. called a stable. A stable is uh, three wrestlers or more. Uh-huh. They're essentially like a group or a gang or a club or whatever. Right. And um, the NWO, uh, they started with just the three guys. And um, they ballooned to have like, what, like 40 people? Oh, the, their Christ. demise came from too many people yeah, yeah now yeah. there's like if you go to wikipedia there's like 411 they numbers. essentially became the wu-tang clan as <laughs> yes far as yeah like, uh, okay yeah. wait so is nwo not another wrestling league then they no, considered themselves one yeah, but they were just line. in the wcw yeah, yeah. yeah storyline wise their goal was to take over wcw okay. yeah they weren't like they weren't like another wrestling federation right. but they were kind of painted so as the organization okay. within the company I get it, I get it. yeah yeah okay yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't like, uh, and it's also just, I'm like lack of the context of being there at the time and seeing everything else going up to it. But whatever the message of was the, of those commercials, I was like, what are they trying to tell me? Like, there, is it that there's going to be a match? Is it that they're changing things? Is it that he's going to wrestle the giant or that fuck billionaire Ted? Like, I was what is the fucking point of <laughs> rewatching these. I got to admit, rewatching these. I had you in mind the whole time because I was th- I was just kind of looking at it and, and taking yeah. it not from like I was looking at it because it's been a while and uh-huh. I was like looking at it not from a wrestling fans perspective yeah. like and a, I no. just have in my notes I imagine Steven thinks these thinks these are all nothing but noise bullshit and nonsense they are <laughs> yeah I think because that's I can right. see it's yeah. like it's a lot of it's nothing's framed right it's, it's well it's just it's like just not, talking about beating Sting and it's all not that. like yeah. a clean message whatever whatever the message was it's not like hey we're here to take over like we don't like the your this big time stuff we're gonna do something real like that would be a clean message that yeah. I don't understand Yo, it's Kiko. like six minutes of like all kinds of, I'm gonna fight the giant oh yeah and then they're like we're repeating each other yeah, yeah. six minutes and like high fives yeah. and just like we're so fucking cool power fame money yeah. and now our own corporation you know, here's the thing though bottom line is is the, these at this period of time when this was on television they were giving they were getting six million viewer yeah. plus yep every monday night yeah this was happening monday night raw two weeks ago two million viewers yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so there was a big difference man yeah, yeah. you know like i loved it yeah, and uh, what it what is, it, what it is exactly, I, I maybe it has to do with the internet. I don't know, but like there was a difference, and yeah. this was working. It, oh my god, yeah, yeah. mostly what because you didn't know what was yeah. going to happen on each show. Let's uh, let's play a clip from the the second video we yep. saw. Yeah, the announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. <laughs> the whole world is a stage now, man. 
So the second video, Hulk Hogan had just won the WCW title. He painted, he spray painted in black paint NWO on right. the title. Right. Well, and he was talking about how he beat, uh, like how he beat the big show or something like that. Right. Something that I thought was interesting about this promo and specifically something that I want your insight on into is you've seen Hulk Hogan promos when he's a face. His, his promo against Andre the Giant, yeah. when he's going insane, talking about how he, all the Hulkamaniacs yeah. are going to clutch onto his back and yeah. swim to freedom after right. he breaks off the like <laughs> yeah. after he breaks off the continent for slamming under the giant or whatever. <laughs> the only NWO uh, Hogan you had seen up to this point was them smoking cigars with Dennis Rodman. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like this is the same Hulk Hogan, but he's yeah. cutting a bad guy promo with I think like a similar a similar intensity, but as a bad guy. And I thought that was so interesting to see. Yeah. I don't, it's like he was still talking. Feel he, like there's a lot of difference. Like he's still get, talking with the same grandiosity that he yeah. did. Maybe like a little bit less cocaine in his system. Maybe but like, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was still the same grandiosity, but just the the dark side of it. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Like, I feel like I watch the like. I, I that's part of it too. Is like sometimes I'll watch these and I'm like, are, are they really that bad of a guy? Or if they are, are they like being a bad guy? It's like comically bad. Like. Uh, you know, they're like, I stole money from the orphan children. Like, 60s Batman. Yeah, villains. like, I get it. you're a bad guy, whatever. Uh, so I don't know. I guess I guess I just don't uh, I don't think of them a lot in terms of heels or faces uh, just because uh, the line is uh, is very blurry to me as a non wrestling fan. Huh. So that didn't it didn't. The change that you're seeing, I I didn't notice. You it. didn't see that he was a bad guy in that promo, or that not they were really. jerks or whatever. I just uh, that seems like not that far off oh. from like just normal <laughs> wrestling. Interesting. Hmm. Am I wrong? <laughs> Probably <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Shane. Uh, I guess uh, if you could explain to us the context of just like what a heel Hogan met, like maybe that'll help Steven. You know, um, were you a, a face Hogan fan? Were you a Hulk Hogan? Guy you know, I this? liked the NWO, but I it, I never liked Hogan specifically. I at didn't the time. either. You know, I did not. He was a, like a crybaby. He was like. He was a cheater. I was a huge Sting fan, but I also <laughs> liked the NWO. I think I liked more the Kevin Nash and the, the Scott Hall, and that's why I even more liked the Wolfpack when they kind of did their split up. And yep. to me, the Wolfpack was the ultimate there were, cool guy. There were like three or four NWOs at one point. And there was a story that I've heard recently behind, not to get too deep into this, but I hear that the Wolfpack came to be because Nash never thought Hogan was really cool. Like yeah. he's like, we're the ones coming up with all the cool shit. Yeah. Hogan's making this look nerdy and old. Like, yeah. So that's why the Wolfpack came to be. Creative control. Exactly. So to me, I always liked the Wolfpack, but Hogan always came across like a crybaby and weak and kind of like the uncool dad. Like, why are yeah. you here, Uncle yeah. Terry? Yeah. So I can that, see that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I never liked him. Yeah. Like, I was let's let's hang out and listen to Jimi Hendrix, everybody. Always smoke cigars. <laughs> yeah. Around my, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very who the hell's Nirvana? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, we watched those promos. I guess uh, we'll, we'll go around and give ratings to them. Uh, one to five uh, <laughs> random camera shots at a light. Uh, you know, I mean, I think they're ridiculous. They're fun. They're nostalgic. Uh, I, I, I always thought the NWO was cool. Didn't love Hogan, but the outsiders are they trump him. Who cares? They're cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll give it a that, that's a that's a that's a three point three. 
Yeah, five. I give it. They're fun. I give it like a like two point five out of out of focus lights. I think it was it was fun for what it was, and it was interesting to see what like a heel Hogan was. And I yeah. think it definitely in a lot of ways, other stuff that I've shown Stephen encapsulated just how like cool the NWO was, mm-hmm. um, or what they thought was cool. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like uh, you know, like I will agree with Stephen that like it didn't sell me on anything other than like. Oh, these guys are cool. They can afford. They 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 got a lot of money. They can't yep. afford a color filter, but uh, <laughs> they got a budget. Uh, Shane, well, why don't you guys? Uh, I like to rate things like this, like a like a video game, like rating it for when it uh, was it, or the time period that it was in. And yeah. I give it a five out of five, just because. Yeah, uh, that's probably you a know, six out of five for the time. Yeah, at the I time, see that. it was the uh, it was so revolutionary and different. Now it would be a one out of five, but mm-hmm. at the time, five out of five, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I will agree that it's like I feel like they had they definitely had an aesthetic figured out mm-hmm. that was really neat and i feel like a lot of wrestlers don't have of just like black and white out of out of uh shot it frame, all looked you know? like they're making this separately from yeah. wcw yeah and at the like time that was new that was fresh that was we're so like, new and like yeah. like the shield like whenever they would do their promos when it was like they were all they were clearly like selfieing the camera and it it's was just like a cool yes. yeah it yeah. was cool it felt a little different but i still it still felt very corporate to me like it's yeah. like there hasn't been to me uh anything since that felt like the NWO felt like they were different. They produced their own shit. And I thought they were going that way with the shield stuff, but it still had that like sprinkled with WWE yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's tough now to do something like that. Eric Bischoff, I, uh, I imagine was probably behind most of mm-hmm. this stuff. Uh, I really want this to be the one that you give five out of five. <laughs> uh, 10. Yeah. 10 out of five. Great. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a one out of that's goofy to me. I, I think it's all, like, I didn't watch it at the time, so I, I can only only look back at it with the uh you know the 20 years of does it feel dated to you? very dated yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah well i guess what are your thoughts overall on the nwo after these promos um actually just after knowing that they're inside of the thing like they're actually inside of wcw kind of makes me hate them more <laughs> like i really oh, good. Why is that? that? i always thought that they were supposed to i thought there was actually another league and like that made it like more interesting to me and again they know. were but it's all story they were played right. off as another league yeah. like, that's what they wanted you to believe you hate it you've been duped again Steven? i've been duped again maybe you're it. just such a fool that's probably <laughs> maybe that's what it is yeah, you're just you're just a dupable guy i really yeah, am yeah, you're, just, you're upset because you got you got hornswoggle yeah that's me <laughs> Uh, okay, and now because we love your questions, it's time for us to answer some of wrestling's greatest Ray Mysterios mm-hmm. uh, from Ty Landell. This was an email question. Um, as a wrestling fan, I think we have all been uh, there trying to convince a non-wrestling fan that professional wrestling is great. But listening to your podcast for a few weeks, I'm curious to hear things that Steven is interested in that he doesn't find bullshit, whether it be sports or movies, and etc. So, uh, yeah, Stephen, uh, why don't you uh, tell us what you like? Um, I mean, if you're asking, like, I don't know, I think I like the same stuff that a lot of people like. Like, I like movies and books hate and em. you hate <laughs> comedy. You, uh, you don't hate movies and books. Hate them. Hate it. Shut up. <laughs> no more specific. What, what, what movies and books and comedy what, what things do you like? Into? Um, like, movie, like, uh, I movies like of children of dying <laughs> no i like all kinds of stuff like uh some of like i think like punch drunk love might be one of my favorite movies interesting like that's got wrestling McGregor. in it uh does it yeah adam sandler beats a guy up <laughs> that's a very liberal definition that's wrestling. of what wrestling is <laughs> <laughs> that's like your definition of art it's like yeah everything's art why not yeah, every everything's wrestling um, yeah, it is i like books i like nonfiction a lot like i read like malcolm gladwell books we know you like, like john steinbeck we i like steinbeck that, it's a good fiction up. i like ready player one there's a great book by david cola uh what's it on Ooh, i think it's david cola on columbine the columbine shooting it's a very good book uh i don't know i like all kinds of stuff like that 
is Ready Player One's like a video game thing? Yeah, it's like this thing where like the it's a is futuristic. It Tron? No, it's like a futuristic world where everybody lives in a or people play this video game a lot. Uh, and uh, they like live in this world, and it's got like currency and whatever. Uh, and the world's kind of dystopic. Uh, oh, so it's nonfiction. It's yeah, exactly. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If someone were to look at like the Steven Perlstein baseball card, and there's like a fun fact on it of just like you might not know that Steven likes this. What uh-huh. would that be for you? What position would you play? First of all, oh, in baseball. Yep. Oh God, I'm I'm third base. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, third base because I give out the arm to to go throw to first. I'd uh, <laughs> I'd play I'd play whichever position is closest to the nachos. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Yes. Nachos is good. Stop <laughs> uh, sidetracking this. <laughs> uh, no, you're at like just a random fun fact about me. Like a thing that you like that oh, like God. a thing that you like that isn't the generic movies music. You know, like things like pizza or whatever. I don't know. I've been really into flying my drone lately. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like shit uh-huh. like that. Like, you've been, you, you fly drones. What yeah, else? you've been making a lot of great yeah. True Detective season two B roll. Yeah, I've been yeah, making yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. been great. I have been. It's like a fun for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be that then. That's okay, a so, weird uh, random you're fact. like illegally going into stadiums and shit with that thing. Uh, no, it's Is not that illegal? illegal. No. Oh, well. You can't, you can't, like, you, you can't, like, re. You can't. They don't want you uh, to go yeah. like film over like dot. I think it's baseball stadiums. They don't want you to go film during a game. But I think you can just fly wherever, whenever. Oh, I really generally. hope that this uh, podcast is used as evidence in mm-hmm. a case against you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've looked extensively into the laws on like flying drones. Uh, I got I got hassled at it once uh, over at Griffith Observatory. Like oh. the security guy's like, you can't fly that here. I'm like, oh, says who? Uh, and I like got into it for like 40 minutes. So, uh, wow. Stephen also likes lecturing security guards. Well, they <laughs> were wrong. They were My- wrong. They said we couldn't. Though. Well, you're still a criminal in my book. Yeah, so my it, buddy got a drone recently, yeah. and it just won't let him fly in certain places. Yeah, there's like a, it'll yeah. just shut down. It just won't. It uh, won't go there. Oh, yeah. oh. Yes. Are yeah. you the, the, Yeah, and the newest. Yep. Uh, I haven't updated that one, but in the newest like software update, mm-hmm. they have like these like no fly zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you should never update that. that. Yeah, no, I never will. <laughs> oh my there's god, no reason to like either. a fucking like a dog collar thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's smart. That's and crazy. They're gonna have to do stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it sort of makes sense in a way. Like, I, I get it. It's somehow based on GPS. My fear is like people are gonna start flying drones up to people's windows and filming into their windows. Totally, that has to happen. I've done it. It's actually hard to see in. Okay, so Stephen also. Okay, that's creepy. I liked you until this point. Kevin likes. Okay, so he likes. Uh, he likes no. movies. Comedy, peeping toming with drones, drones you're a creep, and being a peeping man. tom, you and lecturing with security a peeping guards. Drone. That's true. I I'm dare you to drone. come to my window. I got two dicks. I dare you. <laughs> double dick. I fucking dare you to come <laughs> look at both. Please of them. come. Yeah, please come to my window. Please yeah, come yeah. to my window. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, oh, man. Thank you, Tylandell. I think that was we a all learned that Steven's yeah. a real piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, also, the two dicks thing would be on my baseball card. Nick has two dicks. Nick, Here's a fun fact. Nick two dick He's batting with two dicks. All right, great. <laughs> if you're a wrestling fan and you have questions for Steven, if you're not a wrestling fan and you have questions for Nick and I, shoot us an email at you should love wrestling at gmail.com or tweet us at YSLW Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is the part of the show where, uh, like, since we've tried to convince Steven to love wrestling, where he tries to convince us to love something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Steven, take it away. All right. So, this week, uh, uh, <laughs> peeping in people's windows with drones. <laughs> I wish I could do that one. Uh, that would be not, uh, lovely. Do you make no. them drink kombucha? <laughs> the, for the people. 
in the windows, I make them yeah. drink kombucha. Well, that'd be the tricky, and you know it. I don't think the drone has enough horsepower for that. All right, um, no, my my thing this week that uh, you should love. It's pretty simple. I think everybody pretty much loves him anyway. But I wanted to say it is uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali died last week, uh, and I uh, I've just always really been a big fan of him. Uh, and a lot of people are taking time to appreciate this uh, this sports genius, this boxing legend, uh, and also just like an interesting uh, principled man. Uh, you know, he he didn't. Uh, he refused to go fight in the Vietnam uh, War uh, just out of like uh, not liking the idea of war. He stood up for civil rights. He was outspoken. He was he made big statements and he backed him up. I, I think he was just like a really great dude. Like I I was I was rewatching the Ali movie with, uh, with Will, uh, Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, which a is a really good movie. Yeah, it's good. a it's a confusing movie. Or it's like a complex movie. It was a good movie. And I was just like, you know, Muhammad Ali is like an enlightened being. And he was, you know, 40 years ago. Can I say one thing about yeah. Muhammad Ali? Please. Fuck him. <gasps> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Heal Hogan. Heal Hogan. <laughs> I was like, that okay. would be intense, but like, no, I, was, no, no, no. I was ready for that battle. Totally. Was excited. You rip off your shirt and reveal a 2016 Hulk Hogan t-shirt. <laughs> totally kidding. It's like got a Confederate flag. It's got a Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather shirt on. <laughs> That's funny. No, uh, totally kidding. Uh, well, no, uh, something that uh, will be to Steven's great horror and to everybody else in the room is great pleasure. Mm. Uh, Muhammad Ali, actually, he took he a lot did. of style from uh, professional wrestler Gorgeous George. George. Well, he that's certainly he did. did. And he, he self-admittedly, yeah. That's where he got his personality from, basically. Yeah. Self-admittedly. I, yeah. I'm yeah, aware of that, yeah. Yeah, super. So uh, <laughs> how does that make you feel that your God <laughs> is a professional wrestler? Well, just because he was influenced by an idiot uh, doesn't mean that he wasn't still great. Uh, yeah. Oh, Wait, he was influenced. Idiots? Pro- I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. Gorgeous oh. George. I don't know anything about him. He's gorgeous. Yeah, that's good. Well, uh, <laughs> but like, but there is uh, like an interesting point to that in that like, when we say like the theatricality of wrestling, mm-hmm. like that's something Muhammad Ali 100% took from wrestling and translated it to boxing. Right. And like it's something that you could see with like the promos they would cut or like right. I saw a match that somebody shared. Uh, I think Eric Moneypenny shared on his wall on Facebook recently that was like George Foreman fighting five guys while <laughs> Muhammad Ali yelled at him. Well, you know, yeah, that, that was, was important, too. I mean, for him to take that style of. Of essentially, you know, in wrestling, cutting a promo. Yeah. And right. at that time, as an African-American man, to be yeah. like, I'm the fucking greatest in the world. Yeah. That was an important mm-hmm. fucking thing. And they all hated him for it. Like, everybody hated him for it until they didn't. But, you know, right. the only reason why, the only reason why I think I can give, I like it more for Muhammad Ali or in boxing or whatever is like, well, he said, like, he was busy saying that he was, like, the greatest boxer in the world. And then he, like. Did it like he was the yeah, best he in the yes, world? He did. Backed it up, and yeah. you can like you can like and wrestling it's real is fighting. cool. It's real fighting, but it's like yeah, but like they he did it. Like he actually earned it. Very spot. true. I don't know. Well, that's, I <clears> guess <throat> it's like similar to like Conor McGregor, where he says like I'm going to knock you out in the second round, and then he fucking does it. Right, and then it's just like well, and yeah. wrestling out even yep. related to someone like a CM Punk or something that that talks a lot of shit, but mm. goes out there and puts on a quality wrestling match, backs it up. Right, like, yeah, he, he does. does the same type of thing. Like it all depends on yes. the type of. Art yes. that yeah. you're uh, that you're uh, putting up, and that's yeah. a shoot. I, I think that's I think that's reasonable. I'll say here's what, uh, and and there are like I I've, I totally concede there are t- very talented, impressive, skilled wrestlers. Uh, but literally everybody's gimmick or want is like to prove that they're the best in the world. The number I've only done, we've only done, I think 13 episodes of this podcast, but now. wasn't that Muhammad Ali's thing to prove, but you're well, saying, but the, like 13 of them have, are like in the 13 episodes we've done, I've seen like 20 wrestlers go, are like, I'm going to be, I'm going to show you all the best wrestler in the world. And you're like, I mean, are you like, they're not Has all there ever been great. a wrestler that's been like, I'm mediocre. 
mediocre. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, okay, uh, jo- uh, Just Joe. Uh, he was a wrestler. Uh, Joey Legend was his indie name. Uh, his gimmick, uh, it was in probably like early 2000s or something I like that. In what, remember in what company? Yeah, uh, WWE. WWE. Uh, okay, so his gimmick was that he was just like the the guy that like stirred shit backstage. So like he would like listen in to the big show saying something about Triple H. Then he'd go to Triple H and say like, hey, so, uh, you know, I, I heard that uh, the big what? show said that you're not a very good wrestler. <laughs> you should uh, go wrestle him. Uh, I'm just Joe. And then like. I don't remember. And then he's just Joe. That's his, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, I mean, what? And then. uh like he wrestled one match or two matches yeah. in his gimmick. And it was like, it was definitely somebody figured out that he was trash talk or that he was like trying to stir the pot. And they were like, I'm not going to wrestle a big show. I'm going to wrestle you. And he was like, oh, <laughs> what? that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. His Titan Tron looks like he edited it. It's great. <laughs> I like oh that. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember yeah, that. But, but the most mediocre wrestler. That would be a great uh, gimmick. I'd watch um, <laughs> But uh, I mean, I feel like Nakamura is somebody that like, he's not trying to be the best in the world. He knows he's the best in the world. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean, got that swagger. Well, and there is something cool about that when everybody's busy saying that they're really great and interesting. I'm sure you feel that way about comedy, or a lot of us do. Is like people go like, "Oh, it's so look at this fun thing." I'm so doing. You're like, "Yeah, I mean, just do it. Like, just do your thing." I'm yeah. much more impressed, especially like in that. Uh, but in re- I guess in boxing wait. at the time, no. Wait, 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 wait. Said the guy that records a time lapse recording of him writing. It's a really good way to keep me accountable. Uh, yes, but yes, you're right. I do that to the drive soundtrack. Yeah. You pretentious fuck. I am very pretentious, but it, uh, it does keep me uh, writing. So I'll I'll back oh, that that's up. Fair. Actually, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll defend that any day. Also, the drive the drive soundtrack's great. It is. Drink more that's water. Uh, so anyway, real quick, I was gonna say you didn't uh, drink a lot of water in this yeah, video during that time lapse. Water, not good. So just if you're if you're at all interested in Muhammad Ali or want to learn anything about him, check out some of his move. There's like when we were kings is a really great old documentary about uh the rumble in the jungle facing ollie is a really good one and then check out ollie with will smith by uh uh michael mann that's pretty it's a pretty great movie oh yeah i mean yeah like i'd give i give muhammad ali five uh five butterflies and a bee (laughs) butterflies and a bee (laughs) yeah five 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 yeah i mean you can't it'd be tough not to to, uh, give him a decent rating Um, i wasn't expecting it five yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure yeah give him fucking one one one. (laughs) he was good he'd still be alive yeah five he would fight death off yeah i didn't mean that muhammad ali's great i apologize to the ghost muhammad ali yeah don't punch me in my sleep don't fucking punch my spear Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I apologize. Probably really straight. I think he's really good. He's just waiting to fight you. Oh, yeah. God, no. I think. I oh, think Joe is a super Ali heavy. Yeah, I'm seven yeah. feet tall. I can take him. Super heavy. Apologies, Muhammad Ali. You're great. Apologizing. Okay. So I guess, Shane, where can people find you on social media? You know, you go to my website, shaneharline.com, and Shane Harline and pretty much every social media, but God dang Instagram. Somebody took it, but so it's Shane underscore Harline. Oh, no. Another one. Uh, at Joey Clift on Instagram belongs to a ten-year-old. Yes, and, and people I just, tag that all and, the time. And I, like, that ain't and I just tell everybody to tag me as him. <laughs> yeah, there you fuck go. you, there kid. You <laughs> yeah, just so you know. Yeah, uh, like probably sketch comedy people are like tagging pictures of dildos. Ten-year-old. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Ruining this kid's life. I yeah, like yeah. I feel uh, like there should be a system in place that you could like petition to get your social media. Like when the, somebody has, like it. I have more clout than this kid. I yeah. deserve this. Uh, I deserve to take it. I think it you can. I just haven't looked into yeah. it. We, we should have. It. We should have Stephen send his drone to sh- at Shane Hartline's house <laughs> and tap on the window until he gives it up. Until he drinks all the kombucha. <laughs> just uh, out. <laughs> okay, uh, and uh, your show, um, the uh, hopefully Chris Pratt and Shane Hartline show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's iOS. When is the next one? The next mm-hmm. one's July twenty seventh, and then following then it'll be every Monday. Uh, last Monday. 
Monday of the month, 9 p.m. Oh, month. great. And yeah, you yeah. never know if Chris Pratt himself. Hey, man, he sent a video publicly stating he wants to make it at some point. So. Yep. Well, it's a good show. Yeah, exactly. he, he has a lot of wrestlers. He has uh, Leroy Patterson. He has... Uh, it's def- we yeah. definitely uh, push... Uh, boundaries. We're always just trying to just get away with uh, the next whatever big thing you know that hasn't been done in the theater. Yep. Yet. You dove yeah. off a balcony. I did. I jumped off the balcony. I think I was the first person that's ever done that. Oh, I shit. feel like I've talked about it for a while. Yeah, I've like, had a lot of people yeah. come yeah. to me and say that. Like, man, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you well, did I it. Fucking did. You yeah, did it, motherfucker. Talking about it. I did it. <laughs> um, so yeah, dude, we have a lot of fun, and and um, it's. Uh, it's always interesting uh, every time people come see the show. There's always a group of people that know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, and then there's some that have no idea, and they're it's it's always funny. Like what the, you can see their faces, like what the fuck is this? Very wrestling influenced show. Safe it to say. totally is. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, through tables, right? I choke slam Santa through a table around Christmas. <laughs> Was that right. Leroy? That was Leroy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. That's fine. Yeah. But we have uh, a great time, and yeah, come out. It's five bucks, and you get yep. wrestling and comedy and theatrics and everything. Yeah, everything you want. Um, Stick around yeah. at the I.O. bar and have a shot of Rumplemints. There you go. Uh, uh, hey, great. So uh, everybody check that out. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at JoeyTainment. You can always find me, everybody, on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gligor, G-L-I-G-O-R. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and most things at Pearlstein. And be sure and uh, like and subscribe uh, to us on iTunes. Uh, write, up, write up a write nice review. Yeah. Um, We've still been getting those and I still like them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're still great. I'll get yeah. in trouble if I don't uh, plug one more thing. Please. Yeah. Uh, so we do a wrestling comedy YouTube series, which I should totally plug on well, the podcast. Well, yeah, I think that's so, relevant. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's called On Your Mark. And uh, I play a backyard wrestler that it's like a between two ferns type things where I play a backyard wrestler that interviews actual wrestlers and you can find it on YouTube at youtube.com slash on your mark show. And we, yeah, we do interviews, we do gaming videos and a lot of other goofy wrestling, mm-hmm. funny stuff. So nice. cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody out. check out YouTube on your mark. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And folks, more information will be coming to light soon, but please stay tuned for more details soon on seeing us live. Yeah. If you're in the Los that Angeles so area, sick, man, wrestling match. We already booked. Yeah. One, like, I mean, <laughs> ho- yeah. Hopefully people like just us watching like the Shockmaster and then say, do you like it, Stephen? <laughs> yeah. we'll, well see. With the live aspect to this show, it'll be great because you will have fans, wrestling fans and non-wrestling fans. That it's that constant yeah. live yep. debate. So yeah, really yeah, great. We got some wanna, good details to follow soon. Find some I can't wait, man. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank I'm you. Excited. I'm um, excited. Great. Uh, so I guess, uh, Stephen, do you love wrestling? Oh, no, but I will say that uh, these wrestlers are skilled and maybe even doing art. I'll take it. I, I'll take it. <laughs> and <laughs> W-O. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit Boardwalk.